0: Okay, what's going on, everybody? A wild one in L.A. I'm Jimmy Toscana with the one and only a Rod Blakely. Josue Pavone will be joining us momentarily, and Bobby Manning is holding it down in L.A. Um, Unless he's kicking it with the celebs after the game. I think I saw a couple of A-listers on the sidelines there, but hopefully Bobby will be able to join us at some point. This one, I don't even know where you want to start with this one, Sherrod. Celtics take this one, one twenty-two, one eighteen in overtime. Joe Sway, how you doing, baby? Can you hear I'm us?
2: good. I'm good, Jimmy. I'm good. All
0: right, all right, you are good. You're good. Celtics are—they're good with the result. I don't know if they're great with how they got the result. So, Sherrod, let's start with you. I mean, this one, the Celtics were up twenty uh, in the second half of this game, and it just like they just hit a—they just hit a brick wall, man. Six minutes. I think six minutes, twelve seconds without a single point. Um, I think Matt Patricia took over um, offensive play calling during that stretch or something. I don't know what oh, happened man. there,
2: but wow.
0: but they they righted the ship. I think you know LeBron Westbrook AD did everything they could in that combat in that in that stretch to come back the way they did, and they just ran out of gas in the end. But Shira, give me um, give me your takeaway from this one.
1: Well, I mean, to me, the, the biggest takeaway is that they got the win. I mean, that, that really has to be at the end of the day what you were hoping for, because the Celtics have shown the ability to beat teams in a multitude of ways. And this is one that you have to put in a category of an ugly win. This is a game that should never have been as close. as it, it shouldn't have went to overtime at all. Celtics should have won this thing in regulation. And the offense just hit one of those, those slumps that a very Matt Patricia like slump, uh, as Jimmy would put it and it happens uh, particularly when you play particularly if you're a team like the Celtics who have been playing such ridiculously good offense for so much of the season you're going to have games where your offense is, is going to be in the funk and to me the timing of this it, it makes a lot of sense it's your first real west coast trip you're playing teams that haven't played great, but are trending in the right direction. Remember, Golden State was playing some of its better basketball when they went went out and played them. Lakers have, you know, after looking as though they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA this year, now they've upgraded themselves to just being a bad NBA team. Uh, Mm -hmm. And bad NBA teams are going to find ways to beat you in their building uh, if you're not careful. So the Celtics, the big takeaway is you got to win. And now you can just kind of lick your wounds, figure out what you need to do better. The one criticism and I don't even think it was a criticism. The one thing I wish um, Joe Mazzula would would get a better pulse for, because I don't think he has a pulse for this just yet to the level that I think he needs is when to call the timeout and when not to. Um, I I was texting a a scout earlier tonight and they had mentioned to me that the Celtics are a team that at some point, one of their greatest, some of their greatest strengths are going to become their greatest weaknesses. And Joe the way that he empowers those guys to just figure things out on the fly has been a strength for the most part this season. But you're going to have nights where the coach is going to have to intervene and say, "Okay, fellas, let me tell you what we need to do to, to, to end this this drought and, and get you guys back on track." Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't think I didn't think Joe did a good job of that tonight. But again, at this point on the road, you want to find ways to get wins, and that's what they were able to do. I
2: I feel like this thing escalated quickly and this is a good lesson for the Celtics of course of how to protect the lead because that 20 point lead went away quickly and and, you know Sherrod yeah you mentioned this isn't a a, a great team this isn't one of the top-notch teams in the NBA but they were a motivated team LeBron James was in downhill mode and attack mode and the Celtics couldn't stop the bleeding so that was something that they have to you know moving moving forward they have to make sure that they're able to to control teams in the second half, especially when it matters the most in that fourth quarter. I mean, getting out to that 10-0 run the way the Lakers did it made it look easy, too. I mean, listen, that huge shot for Jason Tatum over over LeBron James, I love that. That's great. That's something that we'll always remember. That's something that we'll, we'll see in the highlights throughout this season of, of big performances by Jason Tatum. This is definitely one of them. But, man, if he doesn't make that, we're, we're having a completely different conversation, right? right. I mean, this this game was, was really close. It came down to that... And I'm happy for Jason Saban to have that moment, but this has to be a, a, a also a teaching moment for the Celtics team in, in how to control or how to maintain a, a double digit lead in the second half. I mean, it was halfway through the third that they had that, that 20 point
0: lead. And don't forget in, um Anthony Davis missed those two free throws right there. Yeah, the that the was huge too. Yeah, you're right, Jimmy. If yeah. One or two of those goes down. We could be talking, like you said, just we could be talking about one of the worst losses in the last couple of years for this team. I mean, this math is, you know, correct. And, th- yeah, that's, and this that's is, it. this is what John was worried about. And John, John, I, I think John you uh, can't do back to backs on the West coast anymore. So I don't think John's going to make this show tonight, but um, I'm sure we'll be at the next one. But John's big concern after that warriors loss was that is this team reverting back into old habits that we saw um, last season in, in December. Um, so, you know, basically a year ago where they got stagnant on offense Um, They stopped moving the ball around, you know, they weren't working as hard as they needed to. And then you see, you see what the Lakers are doing tonight. I mean, guys like LeBron and Westbrook are running you guys out out of the gym in that fourth quarter there. And the Celtics just are just kind of standing around, shell-shocked, turning the ball over, watching the ball, you know, not playing their sort of brand, their style of basketball, up-tempo. Um, it's one thing, you know, when the threes are falling, everything's great. But when they're not, you got to find other ways to score. You got to be aggressive. You got to play defense. You got to get back in transition. I mean, LeBron's going up and down the court like it was 2011 uh, in the TD Garden against, you know, Pierce, KG, and those guys. I mean, the way he was playing tonight, so um, that was troubling. I mean, I—I'll be honest, I didn't get to see the second half of last night's game against the Clippers, but to see the final score, they lose by 20. To see them blow a twenty point lead tonight, and you got to credit them for the way they came back late in that fourth quarter, of course, and in overtime. But just to see like the Jekyll and Hyde sort of foot on the gas, foot off the gas. This is not that's not what you know a a championship team. You know that's not how how they can play basketball. And with the Milwaukee Bucks coming to town soon, um, very interested to see um, you know how that game plays out with some of the the habits they're falling back into here.
1: The Celtics have managed to find ways to win without being complete. Uh, and we talk about Rob Williams, but you know, I, I think we're, we're starting to see you know snippets of what Al Horford means to this team without Al Horford over an extended period of time. Uh, Blake Griffin, I think, has done a solid job for the most part filling in, but he's playing too many damn minutes. He's getting too many damn yeah. starts. Uh, Blake is a in case yeah. of an emergency. He his best for us. Yeah. He, he is, he, but his best isn't that good. He might even tell he you more. that he's playing too I mean, like, like, if, if we're being honest and real, I mean, he doesn't suck. He's like, he doesn't suck, like, but but he,
2: isn't, it isn't cute anymore. I don't no,
1: know no, no, no. And I, and, I, and I think the Celtics fans, they, they know what I'm saying. I mean, Blake isn't a bad player. He's just not, he doesn't give you what Al can give you consistently. And it's cute, as Joe Swanson put it, it's cute for a game or two. But yo, mm-hmm. Blake's. Spending way too much time with that first unit than I think the Celtics should be comfortable with. Uh, and Al, Al means that much to them. They need, they need to get Al back. And if you don't have Al and you don't have Rob, at some point it's going to add up and it's going to hurt you, uh, you know, slowly but surely. So I'm looking forward to getting Al back. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting Rob's ass out there at some point because, you know, with all due respect to Blake Griffin, this ain't what he signed up for. He wants to be part of, <laughs> of what's going on. He wasn't expecting to have like three, four, five, six starts at this point in the season. I mean, that's, that's a lot for a guy at, at this point in his career who joined a team like this with the role being to supplement from time to time, but not with any kind of regularity. Uh, And and again, we're not, I don't want anyone to interpret this saying, oh, it's it's Blake's fault that they lost. No, but it becomes a domino effect when you have guys who are at the end of your bench, like the Luke Cornettes of the world and the Blake Griffins of the world, who are playing the minutes of first team, all NBA defensive type guys at some point. The difference between those two types of players is going to manifest itself. I mean, the Lakers are a crappy shooting team, and yet they were hanging around the 50% mark most of this game. They finished with like 48, 47 48% from the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that inclu- and that includes Russell Westbrook going like 7 for 19 or something. So the rest of the team did a pretty damn good job of knocking down shots. The Celtics need all their pieces to be great. And as Jimmy kind of alluded to, when they play Milwaukee, I really hope that they have all their guys because we're never going to get a true sense of how good this team can really be until we see the, how Rob and Al work together uh, in tandem and how Tatum and Brown and those guys work in, as a unit. Uh, right now, we're seeing glimpses of what they can do, and those glimpses look pretty damn good, evident by their overall record but you're not gonna win a championship until you have your main guys from top to bottom around. This team is, this, that's one of the strengths of this team. They're
0: collective some, not the individuals. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports and World Cup. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Bet BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, you think about it tonight, a guy like Anthony Davis, who is playing you know, MVP-level basketball as of late, Celtics had no answer for him tonight, none whatsoever. We you know with Fair Rob right. out, with Al out, Blake getting the extra minutes. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a little concerned how they match up with teams that have dominant big men like that. You know, the Embiid's. You know, um, you know, Milwaukee. You know, with with Giannis and Lopez. Obviously, I'm not putting Lopez in the same category, but he's having a a good season on his own, of course. And you know, one of the one of the really good defensive centers in this league. Um, You go down the list and look at some other teams with, with big men. This is the weak spot for the Celtics is, is down low. They gave up 68 points in the paint tonight to the Lakers. And again, Sherrod, this is not a – Lakers are by no means a team anyone's considering to be a championship contender, um, but they were able to to do what they do against the Celtics. They they f- exploit weakness, you know, and, and I think it goes back to what you said, Sherrod, maybe in a situation where – something like that is going wrong the way it was for the Celtics. Missoula's got to be quicker to call a timeout. And I know we've read that he doesn't like to call timeouts in the middle of runs. He wants the players to figure it out on their own and sort of, you know, get out of whatever it is that they're, they're getting. That's a learning experience and all that stuff. But I think there comes a time where you, ha- you have to just say, okay, we're going to we're gonna stop the momentum here as best we can. You know, we're going to run through some things in the huddle and see if we can right the ship that way. I mean, I I just don't know if you can go – six minutes without seeing your team score and not call a timeout in that span. Meanwhile, the Lakers are dropping, you know, points every, every other way down the other end.
1: Well, you, he has to get a better pulse for when the That's game is, pulse.
0: calls. Yeah. He he's, he has to get a better pulse for
1: when the game requires that of him. Like for example, if you're playing a team like golden state or even the Clippers, uh, I can, I can theoretically see you kind of wanting to stick with what you've done. But when you've coming off two losses, and you're playing a team that you're clearly better than and you're having a stretch like that where shots aren't falling or, or, or too many damn shots on their part are falling. You gotta be a little more quicker with the timeouts because at that point you have built, unfortunately you, you're in a, you're in a pattern where this is what you're doing in the last couple games. You've got to stop that pattern. you got to get your guys back on track. And, And a lot of times it's, it's literally as simple as saying, hold up fellas, sit your asses down here and let's talk about what's going on here. What is this? And, get their asses back out there and and start balling. Because the thing is, the thing we got to keep in mind is that things are only going to get tougher for the Celtics going forward, especially when you look at Milwaukee that has Chris Middleton back. You know, I mean, they just, I mean, they just handed goals and said, well, I Mm -hmm. think they won by like 15, 17 points. Middleton drops like 20. Uh, and, And so the Celtics, you're not necessarily thinking about Milwaukee, but I think you have to start thinking about the top tier teams and how can you best insulate yourself to be able to contend with them? Cause Jimmy, the point that you made about the bigs, you know, Lopez, he's not having a great season per se, but he will be a great player against the Celtics because right. Milwaukee knows that's an area of weakness. As long as you don't have an Al Horford out there, as long as you don't have, you know, uh, Rob Williams out there, yeah. And they're big and they're physical. We're not even talking about, you know, off the bench with, with Portis, so, and then there's the Ortis. whole, that, that Giannis is Bing. pretty damn good. Yeah. So the Celtics, they have to really adhere to habits that make them great. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the last three games, they were they got away from that a little bit. And maybe it's the fact that it's just, you know, it's their first trip on, on the West Coast and, you know, maybe they were feeling themselves a little bit because they look at the standings and they look and they realize that there's no one in front of them, and everyone's talking about how great they are and, and all this other stuff. And maybe they subconsciously they start feeling themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do think the last three games should be humbling for them. Uh, two of the games you lost, and the third one you really could have lost uh, to the Lakers, even though you didn't. You it was basically a tale of two halves. You crushed them in the first half, and they you made you allowed them to get back to the game and get real comfortable in the second. Uh, they have to be better than that going forward. They got some time now to kind of kick their heels back and then just really process what went down on this trip. But they, bottom line is they have to be better than what we saw in this Lakers game.
2: 100%. Yeah, you have to get and... comfortable in those moments, right, Sherrod? I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. you talked about him calling Joe, Joe Majula, making sure he called the timeouts at the right time. I mean, that last timeout was obviously an important one, the one that got them going, or at least turned things around coming out of it. But that's not always going to be the case. So those timely Calls by by Missoula is gonna, it's gonna go a long way in the in the second half. Not to say that the South is giving up blowing a a 20-point lead and being down by you know almost double digits. I mean, these guys were stunned. They were shocked. And I don't know exactly what went into that timeout. I would have loved to ask Joe Missoula after this one because um they, they just they, they refocused, you know. It it certainly helped. You saw them just sort of take a take a deep breath and you know gather themselves before going back out onto the floor. And I think that did help in a big way. But yeah, that was that was scary though, Shira. I mean, those last couple of minutes of that. That huge run by the Lakers, I was like, man, I, I never seen the Celtics so stunned the way they were on, on offense and just chucking threes those last couple of possessions. I mean, Grant got one to go, luckily, but mm-hmm. the Celtics, I mean, fortunately, that sort of helped the momentum start to swing their into their, their way. But man, a couple more of those empty shots, empty possessions, this game would have been, would have been an L, would have been an L to, to, uh, to what has been a relatively successful road trip. You know, now they, they on the on the right end of the of this win. Against the Lakers is overtime win, but if it went the other way, I mean, Sharad, what would you say? Wouldn't it wouldn't be a disappointing road trip, but you, say, uh, they could've, they could've, oh, you know, would say they could have. Oh, it would be disappointing. It would be disappointing. Oh hell yeah, it'd be disappointing.
1: Hell yeah, it'd be disappointing. Um, but especially yeah, if they'd have if they'd have ended it with an L in this game, because that that Lakers team ain't good. I mean, if we're being honest and real, and that, that that's 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 those are just facts. Uh, their best players, right. best days are damn near mm-hmm. decade behind them. How many teams can you honestly say your top three players, their best days are essentially a decade ago? Uh, Although oh, they turned the clocks back tonight. They did. They did. But Russell Westbrook did Russell Westbrook things. You know, lots of rebounds, had some dimes, poor shooting. Lebron shooting, but he was you know, aggressive. He went was the, aggressive. He went to the the a few too, times.
2: Drug. In that, right. in that fourth quarter, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean he was good. I mean this was this was the good Russell Westbrook, and you live with the shooting numbers because that's just that's just who he is. But the bottom line is the Celtics are better team, and they did not play like that in the second half. Uh, first half they they did more than they did just enough to remind everyone who was watching the game that we're the Celtics of twenty two twenty three. They're the Lakers of twenty two twenty three, and we're kind of better than them. Uh, and then the second half it was just like, yeah, we were kind of better than them in the first half, but you know what? We'll be all right in a second. And nah, right. see, nah, you can't you can't play all right on the road, uh, particularly against a team that has literally playing for nothing to lose. The Lakers weren't supposed to be in this game. They weren't supposed to win this game. And so there's a relaxed sense of of just approach that they take. And the Celtics, that's kind of they were like we can do that too. And you can't you you can't have that mindset. You you have to stick to what you do well, and don't get away from that. And 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 again, I. You know, I, we're quick to give Joe Mazzula a lot of credit for what he's been able to do this season, and he deserves that. He absolutely has earned the credit of being instrumental in this team's success, but he's got to get a better pulse for when it calls them damn timeouts. Uh, there's no way the Lakers should have been able to go on this type of run without some stoppage on their part. And if your defense isn't getting damn stops, you the coach, you kind of have to do that for them.
0: Yeah. And Tatum, it's funny. I see Joe,
2: though man
0: yeah i was i was gonna say okay. it's funny because um, i'm seeing a lot of comments that oh we're being negative we're being negative this is a weird game for me because i'm 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 obviously you know you got to give them credit for for the win and for pulling it out in overtime but it almost feels like a loss in some ways because it just the the way that they gave up in that in that third slash fourth you know mostly fourth quarter there yeah. and john would have called this a lot if you were playing, if you were playing a team with a little bit fresher legs, I think that I think that team holds off the Celtics and they don't they don't sort of make that little comeback at the end of the game. I think the Lakers just kind of ran out of gas. LeBron and AD were up to like what forty minutes, forty plus minutes at that point, and then you got Westbrook coming off the bench. But that being said, I do have to give them credit. And one guy we haven't mentioned, and, and Joseph, you, you you just did mention Tate, and we did talk about him briefly. Forty four points. I thought Jalen Brown was was nails in a lot of important situations tonight. His mid-range game, um, some nice little turnaround fadeaways. Um, I did 15 rebounds. I mean, we we joke about how we don't talk about him sometimes, but you can't talk about this game and not talk about Jalen Brown right after uh, Tatum's 44 because he he really was important to this one.
1: Jalen Brown, I I think is is low-key having an all-NBA season. Um, I, I think when you get to that, when you're thinking about the latter, players who fall into that lower second team, mm-hmm. third team range. Jalen has to be in that conversation when you look at not just the stats, but the impact of those stats. I mean, Jalen makes big plays. His defense, his rebound, 15 rebounds from Jalen Brown, uh, that is not the norm. That is not, but they needed that from him tonight because, you know, again, with their lack of, of physicality and size, you're going to need your wings to be to play bigger. Than they normally are, and and Jalen is, I think, for the most part, has been good at that this year. Uh, you mentioned Tatum. I mean, th- one of the one of the folks that was at the Lakers game was Drew Hanlon, and you better believe that uh, I don't think anyone will be shocked if they if Tatum and, and Drew spend some time together today before this game, <laughs> working on some things. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that Tatum has a couple of bad games. Drew Hanlon is in the house. Next game out, he drops 44. I don't think that all that stuff is just the basketball gods conspiring just to say, woohoo hoo look what right. we got. I, and, and Tatum, they're going to need him to learn from that Golden State loss, to learn from the Clippers loss where you're dealing with someone who had, I mean, the Clippers are the, the, to me, they're the blueprint of what two-way talent in the NBA looks like when you talk about Kawhi, you talk about PG. Uh, You, if you're Jason Tatum, have to learn from those games how to be more impactful. I don't think Tatum needs to score more or or anything else like that. He just needs to make an impact. Uh, If that means you go six for 19, but your four of those six shots come in the fourth quarter and your team wins by three, you have done your job. Uh, And he's steadily trending in that direction, not as uh, consistent, I think, as a top five player should be. But uh, again, he's Tatum. I keep, I have to remind myself that he's only 24. Uh, I have to remind myself that he's still a young player in his league, even though when you look at his body of work, there are guys who have been in the league five, 10 years longer than him who haven't accomplished nearly as much as he has in such a short period of time. But uh, to your earlier point, Jimmy, I mean, I, Jalen – Jalen is that dude, man. I mean, he yeah. – he, you know, we, we – when you're talking about the top 15, top 20 players in the NBA right now, Jalen Brown has to be in that conversation.
0: Has to. It, yeah. He's making he's making a good case. And, and what it is now, it's just like he's just a scorer, you know? Like he – that's what he does best and – whether it's from three, whether it's just like exploding to the rim as we've seen him do in the past, he can score a number of ways. And now he's got this nice little mid-range game that um he pulls out a few times during this one tonight, late in the game, a nice little turnaround. Like that's huge. You know, that that's kinda like the DeRozan game a little bit, you know, where he's not relying on yeah. just threes. You know, yeah, I'm seeing a little bit of that.
2: There, so
0: cool. if he can if he can nail that part of his game down, then yeah, sure. Right. I mean, these all NBA Arguments are gonna be a lot easier to make for them. Um uh, well, guys, we gotta pay a couple bills though. Um, you know, we got some great sponsors for the garden report. Allows us to keep doing the show. The first one, uh, why don't we go with our our friends at com. Why don't we go with our friends at com? Calm? com.com slash garden for 40% off a com premium subscription. This this game is the definition of why you need com. Okay. Celtics are up 20. Then they're down twelve or whatever it was. They forced overtime. A couple of big shots late in the OT there, and I mean, everyone's emotions are all over the place. And now you got to go to bed. It's it's one ten in, in the in the morning here in the East Coast, and we're just supposed to go to bed? Hell no! That's why we're doing this show. But Calm is the uh, the perfect app for these to sort of take you from wherever you are to wherever you need to be, and whether that's low or whether that's high, Calm's there. Whether it's meditation, you got sleep stories. You have um, music, they um, got the daily meditation that I think Joe Sway checks out from time to um, time. That's right. Yeah, so if you guys just wanna go to calm.com slash garden, we'll get 40% off a premium subscription. That gonna, that's gonna unlock everything. You can go ahead and download the Calm app for free, poke around, see what is available to you, and see everything that's not available to you that you wish was, and then give it a shot. And um, let us know what you think. I use it all the time. I know that Josue uses it. Sherada, I'm pretty sure, uses it from time to time as well. Um, so once again, that's calm.com slash garden, 40% off. And then we got our friends at Athletic Greens, AG1. Okay, we talked about what com can do for your mental Well, Athletic Greens is there to help you feel better physically as well. So um, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash garden, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase what is athleticgreens.com you might ask well it's basically a vitamin mineral nutrients packed powder that you just toss into a little glass of water in the morning down the hatch off on your way it's got 75 of these minerals vitamins um, all this stuff that's going to help you just get through your day it's perfect for your gut health it's it's good for um, honestly it is good for your mental health as well Um, and it, it it's just as cheaper, cheaper than a than a cup of coffee, and about a hundred times more nutritional. You don't want to be getting that fake energy from caffeine, get your teeth all brown. And we don't, we don't, we, don't, we don't, We're off the coffee chain. Coffee is 2021 or 2022. We're moving into the new year with Athletic Greens here. So check it out, AthleticGreens.com/slash/garden. Free one year, one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, and. We have a new sponsor here, one of our newer sponsors, and this one's really exciting as well, our friends at Rocket Money, formerly, um, what were they formerly called? Oh, Truebill. Formerly Truebill, now called Rocket Money. If you go to rocketmoney.com garden, you can save possibly hundreds of dollars um, on unnecessary and unused subscriptions. So what Rocket Money will do is they'll group all the subscriptions that you have and don't even know in some cases that you have, some that are costing you money, some that might be, and they say, hey, what do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? We'll do all the dirty work for you. All you have to do is go to rocketmoneycom slash garden, and they will get you started. I'm actually excited for this one because over the years, I mean, you guys know what it's like. You're on a mailing list for one reason or another. You end up all of a sudden, you're getting charged two bucks a month here, five bucks a month here, 10 bucks a month for stuff that you don't even remember what it's for. And unless you're checking your... You know, checking your inc- your uh, what is it your statement every day or every every week you might miss these little charges that you might you might just breeze right past them. So Rocket Money is the perfect app to sort of get you back on track, get your finances right for the new year, right? You know, you got some Christmas gifts you need to save up for. Well, you might you might be able to um, save a couple bucks this way. So RocketMoney.com/garden save hundreds and cancel unnecessary subscriptions right now. Okay, guys, thanks for hanging while we. Read through those um, subscript those.
2: Um, I was going to say, Jimmy, you can tell your uh, you, you can tell your right friends to, to to take over the uh, that Netflix account that you guys are sharing. You know, <laughs>
0: they, they we actually you. are sharing a couple of them. If you can be honest, they, keep it you, uh,
2: <laughs> it's a good reminder as to how many you know how many subscriptions you have. You
0: know? Exactly. Well, we won't get into your subscriptions tonight, but I know you got a few. Oh so. <laughs> wow! Shots fired. <laughs> that
2: sounds way, that sounds super shady. Come
0: on, dude. Way <laughs> nice hey. kids. Play uh, hey, nice hey, kids. Hey, hey, hey. What can I say? Uh, what I'm else, guys? I mean, so this dude. So, man, <laughs> so Celtics head home now. Uh, the West Coast trip is done. There's obviously mm-hmm. some some good things to take away, some bad, and I think the bad is more fresh in our mind right now because of the way things mm-hmm. went. Golden State, the big loss or the 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 big loss last night against the Clippers, and then um the way this one ended, yes, they got the win and if they didn't all hell would have broke loose and and we would have been I think John would have just like woken up from his slumber cuz he would have just felt something went went wrong and he would have jumped on the show and he would have been the first one to blast these guys and they would have been rightfully so and, and and honestly you can still blast them for the way that uh it went at points tonight. But what are we taking out of this trip, you know, going into um coming into the Christmas season here Buck, I see, Bucks, coming up, what do they got um who do they have on um Coming up this week, I know Orlando. Have, I believe it's okay. Orlando. Orlando is on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two,
2: uh, um, two games against the Magic.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. again, two very winnable games there. I think we would all agree. Yeah. Um, and the team needs to go through, and we knew they would at some point go through some mm-hmm. turbulence, right? And, and see how they react and respond. And I think tonight, obviously, is a good example of in-game response because it looked, and I think we all at some point were like, "Wow, they actually lost this game when they were down double digits." Lakers were zipping up and down the court, something, clear, something happened. The Lakers kind of ran out of gas and Celtics right of the ship there. So there's something to be said for that. And that's sort of like the in game adjustment that you want to see, mm-hmm. but I'm still a little, I'm still a little concerned at, at the way they showed up against golden state, the way they showed up last night against the Clippers and the way for stretches that they showed up against the Lakers tonight. So I don't really know if this is the trend that they're still going for going on here are they are they on the downward trend still or is this the type of game that they can sort of snap them back out of it after a couple of mini a little bit of a mini skid there
1: yeah i i mean they they looked i thought a little bit overly anxious against golden state and they never really kind of calmed down and and just played celtics basketball uh and, and golden state they're too damn good too talented too veteran savvy to let you do that and get away with it and they made the celtics pay uh, but I, I think at the, my big takeaway from this West coast trip is that watching them play these teams out West and looking at how they played up to this point, the Celtics are still the best team in NBA. I still believe mm-hmm. they're the best team in the NBA because as, as much as some of those, those couple of losses hurt, uh, that's the biggest adversity slash uh, downward issues that they've dealt with all season. And if losing to the defending NBA champions on the road is, uh, and then losing to arguably one of the one of the more uh, one of the better t- teams, full of two way talented, talented players yeah. on on the road. I mean, you know, that you're good. You're going to be okay. And for you to basically spot the Lakers the second half uh, mm. after handling your business in the first, and still find a way to win, uh, those I think are the big positive takeaways if you're the Celtics. But the way they beat the Lakers, it really has a a feeling that you're playing with fire that you can't do this with any kind of consistency and expect the end result to be what it is. Because the point that you made earlier, Jimmy, about the Lakers just kind of running out of gas, I think a younger team, if the Celtics were to play this way against, would have won in this game. Uh, they would have had enough mm-hmm. energy and stamina down the stretch to, to just seal the victory. Right. So uh, the big takeaway for me in all of this is that the Celtics, I'm even more convinced now they're the best team in the NBA than I was before. Because of how they handle, because their biggest, even in, in when they weren't playing their best, um, you still see the compete in them. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though the, the the Golden State game, the score was was definitely lopsided, but I never felt as though the Celtics had just kind of completely gave in and were just mailing it and calling it a wrap. And that that's what champions do. Champions get their asses kicked all the time. It's just they don't let you do that without some signs or some semblance of resistance. And I thought the Celtics, in the two losses to the Clippers and to Golden State, I thought they they didn't just give it.
2: I didn't mean to post that one. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it felt like they almost were having the uh, the ghost of NBA's finals passed. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a Tatum thing. Maybe that's what it was, Sherrod. But I felt like you sort of saw, saw those flashes where the offense reverted back to what we saw six months ago against the Warriors. But like you said, I mean, teams that are uh, destined to win a championship like this team seems like they're on pace to uh you know to do this year they, they learn from these mistakes they learn from what from what went wrong in the second half of these games and uh you 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 apply those lessons to any other team you know so you want to see how this team responds to teams like Orlando Magic and you know other teams throughout the Eastern Conference but yeah everyone's going to everyone's looking at the, the Milwaukee Bucks I mean how is this team going to match up you know especially after what you saw with the Bucks just did against the Warriors and how the Celtics you know, measured up against the Warriors, but then you see the way that they, you know, dismantle a, a, a team like the Phoenix Suns. You know, so you see that the Celtics can obviously elevate and, and beat any team in the NBA, and they play like the best team in the NBA. But how would they respond to other teams in the second half of big time games? Like, like how could how would this game have ended if it was a team like the I don't know, Cleveland Cavaliers? You know, they're one of the best, if mm-hmm. not the best, defense in the NBA right now. You know, those are the tests that I want to see the Celtics team, and the Milwaukee Bucks are right up there you know so that so that's uh that's, that's definitely on their calendar but you also want to see how they respond from this road trip and which is you know looking back on the way things every you know everything panned out it was it was a successful trip for sure i mean they they gave up a couple of uh you know the, a, a blowout loss to the, to the you know to the warriors and the one against the clippers wasn't as bad but you know overall i think it was a good trip
0: I think I think this game, this Lakers, this the fact that they won this game tonight makes it overall a good trip. If they lost this game, make no mistake about it, this would have been considered a bad trip. Three and three, um, lost essentially every team you lose to. If you're if like Sherrod says, if you're the best team in the NBA, every team every time you lose, that's the game you technically should have won. No one expects them to win every game, but to go on a three game losing streak would have been, in my opinion, I think in most people's opinion especially the way they would have lost tonight that would have been a bad trip but again it didn't happen they made their comeback and i think they can go home on a high note with a little bit of positivity a little bit of momentum they certainly have a lot of film on things that they did wrong over this trip um things that they can get better doing i'm sure joe missoula will be looking over the film on the flight home um and he'll have these guys well i I have no idea what he's going to have these guys looking like on Friday, but you have a couple winnable games coming up here, and like um, again, just heading into heading into that Buck series, you don't want to. If you're the Celtics, you don't want to look ahead to that series. I think a lot of fans obviously are, but you have I think a couple games with the Magic, one against the Whiz, uh, one against the Pacers, and the Timberwolves. So um, a few games here where they should be able to um, work on some of the things that went wrong. What I'm really interested to see is if our friend Time Lord will make an appearance in any of these games because this feels like it's being dragged out now. And we thought that we would see him on this trip. I know I predicted against the Warriors. It sounds like he's cleared to go for the most part. Is that what you guys kind of are are understanding it? And is it more just a conditioning thing at this point?
1: It feels like it's more of a conditioning thing uh, because their, their concern obviously is bringing him back and him not being, Conditioned enough to withstand the rigors of, of just full-time, back-in-the-flow NBA basketball. Uh, there's, You know, there's no matter how much time you spend on a treadmill or, or working on your cardio, you're not going to get into basketball game shape unless you get into basketball games. Uh, they know that. Um, but you want to make sure that he is physically ready to roll when that time comes. And I, I do think that right now it is more about cardio and his comfort level than it is about the actual injury. Uh, when you look at the things that he's doing in practice, you look at, you know, what he says and what those around him say. It's, it's pretty clear that he's extremely close to stepping back on that floor. And they're going to need him. They're, they're going to need him a lot. You know, we, we, we talk about the, the last couple of games before this one and how you just don't want to have a three game losing streak. Uh, I hate to break it to people, but that 08 team that was arguably the last really great Celtics team, they lost three in a row. On a West Coast trip, and they followed that up with ten straight wins and an NBA title. So mm. it's it's not the it's not the worst thing that can happen in the world, but obviously you don't want to have to go through that. Uh, I, I think this Celtics team has the ability to just regroup and get back on the winning track that we saw before they came out west. Uh, and I, I would not be the least bit surprised if they reel off five, six, seven, eight straight wins. Uh, I think they're that good. And I think the schedule, other than the Milwaukee game, which I think will obviously be a great one, uh, but most of the games you feel very comfortable with their chances of winning, even in those games that are going to be a little bit tough, tougher than others. So they're in a good spot, I think, right now to to continue on the path that they've already started, which is to be the last team standing when all is said and done in the Eastern Conference.
0: I just again, I just wonder about Rob. I don't want to rush him back either. But I'm a little disappointed that if he's cleared to play, he's not ready to go. I mean, I don't know if it's just he's – is he really, like – is it really that bad of, of a conditioning issue right now? Is he out of shape? I mean, is is it—is it even about the knee? I, it feels like it's not. I'm not saying he should go back out there and play 30 minutes right off the bat. I don't think anyone – He doesn't play 30 that. minutes
1: even when he's healthy.
0: Exactly. He never has. So <laughs> this guy can't give you – can't give you 15 – he can't give you, like, some of the Blake Griffin minutes tonight. I mean, if that's the right. biggest, if that's your biggest issue with with the Celtics right now, is that Blake's playing too many minutes? I mean, here's your answer, you right? Got here. A, you get, yeah, you got a pretty easy answer and, and a definite
1: upgrade over over that. Uh, I, I agree, Jimmy. I, I, I I'm not really clear. I mean, on why did he go board. on the
0: trip just to just to work out? I guess, which just to be with the training staff out there. Or is that? I mean, yeah, sure, I you would do. know better than blindly I mean, that's, him, well, that's, I mean that... go ahead, Josue. You've saying you some.
2: No, I was gonna say he's he, he wants to be with the team. You gotta
0: be involved. He can be with the team, but I mean I'd rather him be I, whatever's gonna get him onto the court quicker is what I want. So if that means that's why I asked, that's why I was asking, is it is it better for him to be traveling with the team so he can get his specific workouts in with the training staff that travels, or is it better for him to be at the facility back uh, you know, in, in Boston? I like him being
1: with the team. I, I think there's, there's, there's the obvious benefit of that, which is he could potentially suit up for you. Uh, I, I think there's also uh, non-obvious benefits, which is just the camaraderie that you have. And I know he you know he knows these guys, but every year it's a different team. And every year your role might be slightly tweaked. And for Rob, I, I just think it ha- there's a benefit of him being around these guys. I think for him, from a, from a mental health standpoint... Because uh, remember, this is a guy that has had a lot of injuries, and he spent a lot of time away from the team. And so, I, I think for him, it's really important that he stays locked in and that he feels uh, as connected with these guys as possible when he's not out there playing. Uh, mm-hmm. In my conversation with him, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that was a that was one of the things that he made pretty clear that you know the guys have been great about just kind of keeping his spirits up. You know, when you know he could easily kind of start having doubts and and questioning himself and and going through that whole you know, game that many of us play with ourselves when we are not where we want to be physically. Uh, but his teammates have been good about keeping the spirits of it. Rob, I, I, again, everything that he said, everything that Joe has said, all indications are that he's literally able to play any day now. And when you're that close, you got to keep a guy nearby. Um, but, Jimmy, I, I'm feeling you on wanting him to get his ass out there and, yeah. and balling. Uh, especially, especially when you're playing teams where you can clearly see where the things that he does well could benefit you greatly totally. in certain matchups more so than others. Yeah, but maybe you they just didn't want to put him, him in, in Boston, against. Though.
2: Like this is good. This is. A good I don't thing. give a you damn wanna... where it happens. Yeah, I don't you care where it happens either, either. You don't want to throw him into the fire against these top-tier teams. The teams that why are why not? Like, this is neck. I mean, if he's not ready, look, we got to remember he is ready. If you go back to Media Day, right? Go back to Media Day. What, what, what was the uh, the narrative surrounding, you know, his his injury and everything that happened? You know, whose decision was this? And he was he he jumped ahead of it. He said, "Look, I wasn't going to miss that opportunity to play in the NBA Finals." So I think Rob is the same guy who's saying, "Look, I want to make sure when I come back, I'm the best version of myself because this was my decision to get back into the NBA Finals. My decision to take this route, obviously. So I'm going to make sure I come out this thing." You know, everything is off to the, to the right start because at the end of the road, is still, what, six, seven months away, which is, of course, another NBA, another trip to the NBA Finals. So I think he's being extra cautious. And I think uh, uh doing it during this homestand is it's a good thing for sure. You know, I, I think that's the move.
1: It, I mean, well, now it makes it mean, yeah, you can see that happening. But I, I, I still would have liked to have seen him on his West Coast trip because I, I just think that, in these type of environments where you're going to have to be a little bit tougher mentally and a little bit more locked in with all that you do, uh, I would love to have seen him step into that fire. I would love to have seen him go into the deep end of the pool, if you will, uh, with, with that type of stuff, because that's what you're going to need if, to win a championship. You're going to need right. Rob to really show up when you're playing a Milwaukee Bucks in a game 6 or against, you know, Golden State in a game 5 where the winner has a 3-2 edge and his play would be instrumental in you getting that win. I want to see him in those situations. I don't really give a damn if he goes out there and, and plays 15 minutes and has 8 points and 7 rebounds against Orlando Magic. Shit, I mean, Joe Sweat, you can probably go out there and get a couple couple buckets against the Magic at this point. Uh That doesn't – that's not impressing me. That's not not going to move the needle. That's not going to move the needle. You you need your best players, your most important players, to get it done against the teams that are going to be in your way from getting where you want to get to. And I thought, again, if if Rob – if they're being overly cautious and Rob's just not ready to go, fine, keep being patient. But if he's if he's indicating I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, and they're just like, hold on a minute, young fella, let's just wait till we get back home and do this. No, I I, I, I have major problems with that uh, because you're basically taking one of your best players who can help you and saying, no, nah, we don't need your help right now. We're good. Mm-hmm. Nah, you're not good against uh, well, those yeah, LA teams, not- and you're not.
2: If he's not out there by Christmas, you know, while, while Jimmy's got his PJs on ready for the game, then that's a problem. I mean, something's gone, something's gone terribly
1: <laughs> wrong, right? Like, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, Jimmy's going to be feeling like like somebody put my, coal in his stocking. i mean my Celtics <laughs> you know, onesie. When I,
0: when I put on my Celtics onesie on Christmas morning, I want to make sure Rob Williams is active for that game. That's, that's what I want to see <laughs> under my tree, is active yeah. Rob Williams.
2: Okay, within the next they, week or so. If we don't see Rob back out there, then, yeah, something – Something's gone terribly wrong. I mean,
0: they, they didn't want to listen. I get they didn't want to throw him up against AD tonight. I get that, but maybe he could have gone last night against the Clippers and just got his feet wet a little bit, get a little playing time, make the trip, make the trip somewhat worth it for him out west. But I'm not trying to push the guy to to play when he, if he's not ready. It's just I'm, I'm I'm apparently being we're being told that he's cleared to play. So yeah, it was
2: the it was the video, Jimmy. That's what it was. Everyone got your excited.
0: Win. Everyone, the, the, everyone got excited him with practice. that. Yeah, Um yeah, that's what one one thing we we didn't mention really on tonight's game against the Lakers was the guard play. I don't know what you guys thought about the guard specifically. I thought Marcus Smart definitely had a uh up and down night. We'll say I mean a lot of threes, a lot of missed threes. Um did seem teams. to come up come up big late in the game I thought, but um I just think it was just an it's just an off night for him on the offensive side and then um Brogdon was a minus 12, which is a little bit uncharacteristic, I would say. And then um, not a whole lot from Derek White then either. So I didn't think the guards did a whole lot to help the Celtics uh, tonight. And it, Westbrook looked like the best guard out there at times, to be completely honest. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, Westbrook, he, he can do that to you. He's, he's, Yeah, I mean, he's got that in his, ba- in his bag. So that, that's not a shock. Uh, marcus you're right marcus didn't play particularly well he took more threes than anyone on the celtics roster which is never a good thing never a good there's thing. never there's it's never a good thing uh derek white i think has had a. I thought hey, derek white had a rough record come on anyway uh <laughs> derek white i, I thought he had a rough trip just for the most part you know i i look yeah. back at that that golden state game and my goodness i mean there was just opportunity after opportunity for him to just you know, do what we saw the first 20 or so games and he just didn't get it done. So um, you're right, Jimmy, the guard play was not good. And it wasn't just one guy or, or two guys. I mean, as a group, they just weren't very good. So hopefully they got that out of their system. Hopefully that that'll be you know the last time we see their guards collectively struggle like that. Because, again, it's not even so much the numbers as much as it is impact. Uh, Marcus, you're right, Jimmy. He made he had, he had definitely had an up-and-down night and, and made some key plays for them. But for the most part, I, I just didn't think he had the kind of impact that they need him to, to have in order to be successful. Same thing with Malcolm. Same thing with Derek White. Uh, they just have to be better. Bottom line is they just have to be better than what we saw. Yeah, yeah for
2: of... sure. I thought Derek White got out to a good start, but then he just disappeared after that, that yeah. first quarter. Yeah he had a couple of threes um you know and Brogdon just couldn't find a rhythm out there but yeah marcus just got into a i don't want to call it like hero hero mode but it was just more like a, they
0: were giving him shots and he was taking yeah them. exactly it was more like a oh
2: oh it's like that oh, okay if you're gonna give me these shots i'm taking them and sometimes he can get yeah. a little obviously 11 attempts when you look at the posture you're like whoa you don't realize it was that it was that bad but but it was and, and you know sure he hit the last one he made was a big one but um, yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't the kind of confidence we've seen from Marcus when, when everything's clicking, when the offense is you – know, everyone is moving the ball and, and, and they're getting mm-hmm. their tennis shots, you know. Marcus has always – he's been a big part of that. And, I mean, if he's not taking those easy uh, takes to the, to the rim, he's, he's finding the open guys. So we didn't see – we didn't see more of that uh, after this trip.
1: What did you guys think of the decision that Joe made to not play Pritchard? At all uh, um, on a night on a night when your guards were not playing particularly well. Yeah, it's it. I guess I think interesting. It,
2: if they didn't get out to such a big lead, we we, we probably would have. We we would've, because I feel like right now. Well, so he's only
1: good when you when you're beating the snot out of teams. You he can't actually help you when no, you're going to get a so like, little like, dirty.
2: When, little when, when grimy. the offense runs, when the offense runs dry, and it's like yeah. a, you know they're giving up a huge lead. But because that happened way too late in the second half, he was too. He was too afraid to make that call, which would have been a bad decision. But I think if that if this if that collapse happened in the in the very beginning of the second half, you probably would have saw Pritchard out there. You know that, what though? It
0: felt like the perfect spot for Pritchard though in that fourth yeah. quarter. When they yeah, were just like yeah. that's the walking, they were like the walking dead out there, you know? I don't uh, know. It's,
1: it's just it's just it just spot. felt
0: that they they needed they needed to try something fresh that they
1: hadn't tried in the game yet to right. get the offense stimulated. And Pritchard, I, I thought would have I I'm. He, I didn't
2: get the Jimmy. Warriors. he tried against the Warriors, and it was just it. it didn't work out. It was. It was that's
1: a bad you know, match. That's a bad matchup for him. I mean, when you start looking at the guys that he's got to deal with, the, defending him, and the guys that he's got to defend yeah. on, on that Golden State team, there, are, there's nowhere to hide. There's yeah, nowhere to hide. Wait
2: a little, Joe, Joe. waited a little too long too to do it too. It was like yeah, you uh, look at
1: the yeah you. I mean, you look at his Lakers roster. Oh my goodness. Um, pick your pick your victim, Peyton. Who are you gonna pick, victimize today? You got some options on
0: that Lakers team. You didn't have them options against Walker. Golden State.
1: You got a couple yes. Of yes. Yeah, I mean,
0: yes. Pritchard, but also, I mean, Hauser only played 10 minutes. I mean, he's somebody that you can put in there to sort of open the floor up a little bit and hit a couple quick threes and just sort of stop the ble- – they just need to stop the bleeding at that point. I mean, right. nobody was hitting right. shots. Nobody was scoring. I don't know if they felt like Hauser was just a bad matchup with some of the bigger bodies that were in that game. Maybe that was why Pritchard didn't go in. But then my guy Noah Vonleh. He couldn't get any burns tonight either when, when guys like Grant and Blake were, were just kind of overmatched, I, th- I felt like, throughout a lot of this game. I'm not saying Von Le is the answer by any stretch. But, again, it just goes back to if you're the coach, like you're the only guy who has that power to just give it a shot. Maybe something clicks. Maybe there's something that he can do differently. You're just nervous
2: uh, when if, Luke's not there for too long. That's what it is, Jimmy. You don't, you don't like that. No,
0: that's our guy Bobby who I'm not sure if um, – we're going to try to get Bobby on the show here if we, if we can, if we can hang out for another, like, five, ten minutes. I don't know if we're going to last, but um, we'll have Bobby to answer to, to Luke's. Luke, Luke tonight, what did he do? Let me
1: well, see. well, it, well Luke, Luke had, like, seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah, fine. He, Luke, Luke was, he was fine. Tonight. He was Luke's bad. not hurting you. No, Luke Luke's is fine. Luke, no. Luke and that, that's, to me, that that's literally has to be his job. Don't hurt us when you play. <laughs> Yeah, don't make mistakes <laughs> that force Joe Missoula to yank you out ASAP. And he's not doing it. Give Luke his credit. Luke has gotten better as the seasons progressed. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He went from someone who you kind of had to throw out there because you literally had no other warm bodies who were 6'10 or taller to throw out there. And now he's a guy that you need to think you need to be thinking about how to utilize him going forward. Not in a prominent role, per se, but as a guy that can step out on the floor and give you some positive minutes for the most part. Luke has earned the right to be that guy. Uh, And I'm I'm curious as anyone to see how is this going to play out when Time Lord comes back. I mean, obviously, Rob is going to get the bulk of the minutes at that position, but are they going to find ways to maybe get Luke out there for five or ten minutes here or there? Or will Luke basically become, in case of an emergency, you might play. But for most nights, you're not. It's it's still unclear how the Celtics plan to use him going forward. But it's a great problem if you're Brad Stevens to have, where you got a guy that you trust, that you can throw him out there for a few minutes, you can keep him on the bench. He's not going to uh, play any different whether he plays every game or plays every other game.
0: Yeah. No, I... And when Rob comes back, if Rob comes back, and then when Al gets back, I mean, those are minutes that are going to be significantly cut into – I mean, I'm saying like Von if Von can't play on a night where Rob's out, Horford's out, Blake's getting torched, you know, Grant's going to – if he can't get minutes on a night like tonight, then I don't know if we're ever going to see that guy again, at least not in a competitive game. Um, But that's why it's so important to get, like, Horford back. I mean, man, how many kids is that for Horford now? How many kids is that for Horford he needs oh, to he's, got
2: he's got a starting five now. Does
0: he? Up. Maybe that's it then. Maybe <laughs> that was the final the final straw. But I yeah, think that, the, it just uh, goes to, to show right how important – it does go to show how important Horford is to this team. I mean, no one's saying he's a number one option, obviously. But, you know, what he's able to do to connect them on both ends of the court, um, it's just the value that he has for them. And great that they were able to lock him up for a couple more years at a, at a reasonable price. Um because he still he's still got it at at the age he's at. He's one of the few players who's still playing and has adjusted his game in a way that he can be highly effective in big minutes um at a later later stage of his career. And we see we saw it tonight with a couple of, you know, future Hall of Famers on the Lakers. But I think Horford's gonna have, you know, you know, Horford's one of those players where he's just had such a solid, solid career. And he's been a little bit he's a quieter guy, he's not a highlight real guy, so he's done it a little bit more under the radar than some of these other guys have. But for him to be able to still have such a positive effect on a championship contending team at this stage of his career, when two years ago he was DMP'd in Oak, Oklahoma city. I think a lot of people thought that he might not have had a whole lot left at that point, not because he couldn't play, but there was just a situation over there in Oklahoma city. He's revitalized his career completely. and We're seeing how important it is on nights like tonight. And, and, you know, last night and a couple games here on this trip, where he was very sorely missed. Yeah. And, yeah, and that the whole, on, whole case – go
2: ahead, Joshua, you got it. No, I was going to say, his impact on on both ends of the floor, I mean, it can't be like – it can't be overlooked. And even when he's not playing on the second night, it's a back-to-back. You see that bounce back the following game, and, and, and it's his presence felt on both ends, whether it's, you know, getting guys to ball, such a good passer, being able to switch – and guard the perimeter, you know, especially in the Celtics' struggle in, in transition defense, which happened a lot throughout this road trip. I mean, this team certainly missed his his presence and, and it's on both ends, but especially on the defensive end of the floor. So hopefully um we'll see him back on um Friday night because um yeah that, I think that that's had a lot to do with these with, with why the Celtics have been have been giving up a lot of points in these in, in this, especially in these back to back games in uh, Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the whole Alpha, Al Horford experience when he was in OKC It's almost like he, he got like a one year sabbatical uh, from the NBA. Where, I mean, remember a, a good chunk of that time. They just yeah. basically said you collect That's these true. checks and practice. That's your job. Right. Collect checks, but, practice. But their, their
2: trainers helped them out, too, in a big way. Right. Like they were working out like crazy yeah. throughout that time.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, he's he, he had a, a good like basically a year to condition his body uh, without any yeah. significant wear and tear a- along the process. So it's uh, Al, it's, it's really good to see him uh, contribute because to see your point, a lot of people thought that he was done. Uh, And and that he wasn't going to be able to be a significant. And also he benefits from playing with a Celtics team that has put him in a position where he's not going to have a lot of wear and tear. Al is a catch and shoot perimeter stretch big right now. You look at the majority of the shots he takes, they're catch and shoot, which means he's not having to work as hard physically to get off shots. And I think that does allow him to have a little bit more energy and juice. He's not banging down low either. No, no, not nearly as much. I mean, I, I, I don't know if Al has led this team in rebounding a single game this year.
0: Um, he's <laughs> not. he's not even a big anymore, really. Right, right. I mean, he's
1: he's become a it's six foot ten shooting guard, basically. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. And and that's and that's fine because again, his ability from a defensive standpoint, his ability from a leadership standpoint, Al is worth having on the floor. It's just that his role is is very different, and he'll be the first to tell you that it it's it takes a little getting used to because Al historically has been a banger he's physical he likes to get it you know he likes to back guys down there and give them a little 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 uh, all the time but Al doesn't do that right, anymore I
2: sure. mean, mean, mean those guys survive though in the league right like I, I love this like new example of, of, of what Al could be to you know bigs that that are that are like him right maybe they're 28 29 you know they're trying to stay, stick around in the league, trying to prolong their careers. I mean, this is how you do it, right? He's sort of the, the new prototype now. It's like, yeah, you can stretch the floor with your outside shooting, but you're also productive on defense because you can keep up with opposing, you know, backcourts. And and you could still be a starter. You know, you're able to preserve that in some regard. Right? I think the Celtics have done a good job of doing that as well. I mean, not playing him on second nights, the back-to-backs, but also overusing him, you know, offensively, he's not like the second or third option, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and everything they're doing is built around one premise, and that is make sure Al's ready to go playoff time. That's that's literally mm-hmm. what this right. is about. It can he be in the the optimal shape from a just conditioning standpoint, and be relatively injury free, relatively bumps and bruises free, come playoff time. And if and if you're if we get to April and Al is in that shape, they're good. They mission accomplished because we saw how important Al Horford was for this team in the playoffs last year. Uh, he came up in, big in a number of games. Uh and they needed him to do that again for them to have a deep playoff run and get back to where they were a year ago.
2: Um and his numbers went up too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Al was wise, balling. I mean, he was his percentage 50% throughout Good. from behind the arc as well. I mean, he was
1: he was incredible. He that was at, that was Atlanta Al right there. That was Atlanta Al <laughs> that was balling. Dude that yeah. was going putting up big numbers. We hadn't seen him much, that type of owl uh, in
0: Boston very often, so. No. And, guys, I think I think our, our good buddy Bobby Manning is going. Oh, there he is. He Hollywood. Is. I, thought I, I thought I heard his music. Showtime. There he is. he, Bob Bobby the, he got
1: the Hollywood
2: tan already. Look at you. Dude, he's got out. the
0: Hollywood hair. Look at that you see hair
3: He should have seen me on Rodeo.
0: Is that uh is that like surf hair? Were you surfing earlier today?
3: No, a little too cold for that. But yeah, the sun's been out. Celtics finally done with this trip. It was, day this was dry. Yeah, it was. <laughs> this is this was an important one here. I think this team might have had some doubt creep in if they weren't able to pull this one off. And I think it's more of a sigh of relief than something that they figured out here in terms of playing through adversity and blowing a lead or being in a tough matchup and facing switches and shooting poorly as they did throughout much of this one turn the ball over but they figured it out and they figured it out fast I don't think Joe had a lot to do with it I think these guys just kind of put their head down stopped throwing the ball away and produced some good shots got back to their offense and there was a stretch there after like the five six minutes that they were pretty cold that I didn't think they were going to be able to do it. It looked like some heads were down. It looked like some guys were dispirited, and it looked like they were going to just it let this game bad. slip away. Yeah, and that's as impressive as a ter- of a turnaround as I've seen. Like thirteen points in four minutes, less than four minutes, really. And that was some crazy stuff in this one. I was actually talking to Paul Pierce, and oh, uh, wow. he had never really even seen Name like job. a couple different swings like that. Uh, so <laughs> you yeah, know, it was almost like a college game. I was <laughs> I was telling him, and he he agreed with that. This was. This is as crazy as it gets. I don't know if you guys remember. I asked him the craziest Celtics Lakers game he played in, and uh, he said it was the one where Antoine Walker hit a shot off the backboard, or something like that. Yeah, obviously yes, really He moved down. it off,
2: and then they reviewed it and they counted it. Yeah, that was oh man, that takes me back. That
3: <laughs> he one, had the uh, ball in his hands. He was like the Antoine was season, like <laughs> when it was to the Finals.
2: Everyone's coast road trip wore uh, wore headbands, and uh, yeah, they counted uh, that three. Yeah. Oh man, Kobe! Kobe was saying no. He was he, he immediately said it was no, no basket. They reviewed it, and then which is a big deal back then. They didn't do that often. And uh, they said that it was uh, no, no, no. Man, Kobe, got Kobe play went play in. Play. Excuse me. Kobe went in, and then they said it was. Uh, they counted it and then they reviewed it. They said it was. It was I too knew late. Joe Sway
3: would have all the details of that. No I think one just completely flipped the story. I think. Though. <laughs> My bad. No one That's knows. It was. Yeah. No one knows. Kobe it 2000 looked like, looked like a game winner for Kobe,
0: but it
2: but it wasn't.
3: Yeah, so it was yeah. cool seeing him Pierce. He wouldn't jump on the camera, but I got, uh, got to chat oh, with him for a minute. That would have been but would nice. um, Yeah, Bobby, all the stars were out for this one. I think I saw Ben Affleck. Was he there too? I didn't get a good look at the court side. We were over by Mayweather. They had all their oh, okay. jackets on, his whole crew. but um, okay.
2: so He's just dropping names. Okay. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's
0: um, what it is out <laughs> here at these Lakers games. I'm talking about Bobby. Ball. Oh no, we're killing my Mayweather.
2: You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. My boy Floyd. My boy Floyd. Well, actually, uh, Bobby, are you a little concerned with the last three games?
3: Yes. I, I think it shows you that this, I think it shows you that this team isn't miles ahead of the league, and I was always skeptical that they were. I think they have some issues that can creep up occasionally. Namely ball control. In this one, it was crazy how no one could really settle them down. And you saw how Smart's still probably the best option out of everybody. Like, even Brogdon was out of control on this one. Yeah. Uh, it hurts not have an L. I think that became apparent okay. in the fourth game without him now, I think. Uh, the Blake yeah, we're minutes more thin. He, he got off to a good start. But Luke picked them up, and Jalen actually gave Luke a ton of credit. Uh, for his efforts late in the fourth and in oh. overtime all the offensive rebounding they put him on russ i think that was a huge part of the game plan to draw russ into shooting a lot of the shots he did in overtime there and uh, he kind of flamed out some other guys on the lakers weren't able to support some incredible efforts from lebron and davis and man it was cool seeing lebron playing at that level out here so he they they really brought it to them but yeah i'm concerned jimmy because when the shooting's gone, I don't think they have great outlets to get to the rim and score there. Mm-hmm. The mid-range can come and go. Luckily, they have Jalen to kind of fill that area if they're not shooting well. Uh, but they're just going to keep firing. Unfortunately, it did turn around for them in this one. I don't know what they ended up shooting by the end of it uh, from three. It was 39.6%. So they got yeah. back to their level. Uh, but in a game like yesterday's, you know, which, which you guys weren't there for, you saw the devastating effect that that shooting slipping at 23% can have. They don't have a lot of other places to go. So, my worry, Jimmy, is that when you look at their offense, there's some similarities to like the 2019 Bucks, the 2016 Rockets, like some of those teams that put up historic offensive numbers during the year by shooting a million threes, mm-hmm. but come playoff time in some games where you're missing 27 straight from deep, things can look erratic. And man, did their offense just look crazy. awful. Um, for for much of that second half. I mean, they went six minutes without scoring, right? They did. That was crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And not a timeout in that stretch either.
2: It was like they were stunned, And I was like, man, I don't think they have it in them to finish this game, to to win this game.
3: I didn't think they they had had it, Joe
2: Sway. Coming out of that timeout, it was a completely different team coming out of it.
0: Yeah, was there anything specifically that happened that – stopped that Lakers run and got the Celtics kind of back going on. I mean, they went on a pretty good run of their own, to be completely honest, to end that game into the overtime. I don't know if it was anything that they did differently or if it was just did the Lakers just kind of run on a the gas there. I mean, LeBron was up at 40-plus minutes. AD was leaving. AD couldn't even hit his free throws by the end of that fourth quarter. I think he was so tired. Um, was it a little bit of both there that the Lakers just kind of tired themselves? I mean, they were going up and down the court. Like madman, I thought they were going to run the Celtics out of the building completely.
3: Well, Tatum settled down. I thought that was the key. Yeah. And Jalen said they had to get the ball to him, and they did. So credit smart for that. I thought he set up some good plays to get Tatum close to the basket. He found Grant for the three, as the guy in the chat there says. And that's where things really started to change. I mean, that to have the endurance, you talk about endurance there, Jimmy of Davis and LeBron versus Tatum and Brown, to throw down that kind of dunk the tatum almost did on lebron there it's a key moment i thought they needed those three points so i thought when he went up and did that that that, that wasn't going to be enough uh but then they get those missed free throws that effectively swung the game at uh, the point total that they needed right there and uh-huh. uh, smart hit a big three too so i think smart i think jalen kind of deferred to tatum and tatum was just I think great down the stretch of the fourth quarter there. And then their defense really tightened up into overtime with Luke on the court. That's uh, a good look for them. And it's going to be great getting Al back. As I heard you guys talking about when I came in, that's it, it's crucial that he's back. Cause man, Griffin and Cornette, I think gave them just about everything they could the last three, four <laughs> games here. And that was about all you were going to get from those guys. playing playing the level of minutes that they did there. You guys are so yeah, new to Blake. You and Sherrod. It's incredible, Blake's good again, though. You've reached a point in, a in role this that game,
1: yeah. I mean, Blake has a very specific <laughs> role and duration point, to do too. More. You're asking him to do more than he at this point in his career should be asked to do in order to be effective.
3: That's mm-hmm. that's my only issue. It hurts watching him shoot those three, so oh man, they that kept man, giving him those.
2: We'll <laughs> be saying that when the 30 for 30 comes out, Bobby. You know, <laughs> I
3: love Blake, Either I love we'll what, what he's do. giving this team right now. I actually, um. Was kind of playing on random coming into this one. I'm probably going to scrap that one because I don't think he had the best game. But they're doing some cool stuff with him in the high post. Yeah. Like he's doing some Al Horford esque things with the ball in his hands above the post. And they finally found the role for him in the offense. I think it just Al's a 50% three point shooter and Blake's probably below 30% now after this game. So a huge difference there in terms of how you space the floor with him out there. And Luke's obviously not a guy who spaces the floor either.
0: We probably – you mentioned it, Bobby. We probably didn't talk about Tatum enough tonight. I mean, for a guy who had 44 points.
3: Did he have 44?
0: Damn. I think I think he did, right? He did. <laughs> yeah, man. Like... Just... Damn. Wait, you were at the game, right? No, I'm just kidding. I know. He
3: got up there fast.
0: He did. No, but, I mean, he, was, he really was, he was the bald. guy that kind of – he kind of did sort of – snap him out of things in that fourth quarter, stop the drought. I mean, he went to the line. He was just kind of tacking the hoop at that point. Um, and that did sort of stop the run that the Lakers went on and kind of slowly reverse it in the Celtics' favor, not saying it was just that easy. But um, for Tatum to have a game like he did tonight after a pretty poor performance, obviously, against you know the Warriors, and a lot of people had a lot of things to say about that over the weekend, um, I was thinking it's important for him to sort of finish the road trip on this type of a note, remind people that, Hey, you know, I'm still in the MVP category here. i you know, MVP players can have a bad game or two and, and have an off night. And, um, you know, 15, I mean, dude, 15 of 29 from the field. I mean, that's, that's pretty damn good. Five of 10 from three, nine rebounds, six assists. I mean, that's, that's MVP numbers right there. So yeah, making big plays late. Yeah, I mean, that was that was the key. He didn't the big disappear. shot over LeBron. That was a really nice. I mean, that was a nice little baseline turnaround jumper there. He was dribbling all over the damn place. Oh man, that, that, that was, was real. That, oh.
2: that's, that's what we're going to see
0: that.
2: when 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 uh, when the season's over. That's what we're going to see. I mean, that that shot over LeBron was huge.
3: Oh, I didn't even think about that one too. I'm so stuck on the dunk. Yeah, that was a huge oh, play. You kind of saw him. Yeah. You kind of saw him set himself on the baseline there. Yeah. not rush get a little rhythm dribble going and then pull up and fade away from a spot where he doesn't have a ton of success and he sort of found that shot late in this game i always say he's like a 39 percent mid-range shooter for his career it's not his, it's not his best shot even though he's kind of got so like they that forward him to game take that shot I, I yeah. Think Lakers, yeah and this is as good as i've ever seen him, him shooting that shot in this one he had a couple of those down the stretch none bigger than that one uh, so he was awesome i think they need him on the boards I think they need him defensively it was a group effort yeah, guarding yeah. davis and they finally were able to exhaust him with the physicality inside they followed him a ton they sent him to the floor this is a very physical game the lakers are like a defensive team at this point which is crazy but uh, they both battered each other guys were flying around ton of free throws celtics hit theirs tatum drew him, and he was great in this one and he needed it because the last two games i don't think he asserted himself enough like he kind of got a little comfortable floating off the ball didn't go and get it and this game he did and made a ton happen with it
0: yeah that's a good comment that is a that is a kobe type move and shot that he took there and yeah, i bet you that was something he they probably it. took right from kobe and was probably happy to be able to do that in la um you know obviously we good all know dr drew yeah that's dr drew um good good call right there but, last um, guy i'll
3: shout out smart um i thought he turned it around big time he was awful oh he had to turn game. it around he was tough yeah. duty to start what do you what do you think click him, Sharad? with smart you're
0: talking, you're talking about smart marcus, or
3: yeah marcus
1: i don't think there's any one specific thing that clicked i just think that the moment if anything uh marcus I, we, we've seen him time and time again have not so great shooting nights and then he'll just make like this no no marcus don't shoot it. wow what a great yeah. shot you just made um, so I, I think for him, a lot of times it's just a moment and just rec- recognizing and embracing whether he's in position to make the most of it. Uh, I would say that more times than not in his career, he has made the most of, of those moments. Uh, that doesn't take away the the elevated blood pressure that many of us feel when he's yeah. taking those shots. Well, he missed open threes, you know,
0: yeah. tonight. He and, missed a lot of open
1: threes. But the, the thing about Marcus, though, that I, I've always respected is that th- there's a fearlessness about him when it comes to those moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you never, ever get a sense that he's afraid of the moment, that he's afraid to fail. And I don't think that the NBA has enough players, to be candid with you, who have that DNA. Uh, I think a lot of players play it safe. If I'm on the floor and I'm playing with two really great players, I may have an open shot, but maybe I'm afraid to fail. So I'm just going to pass it to Jason Tatum, who that's his job to make those shots, even though I might be wide open and I can, I can be that, that, that guy. So, um, I, yeah, Marcus, I, I just think he recognizes the moment and, and figures out whether this is whether he's ready to make the most of it or whether he needs to get it to someone else who's in better position to. Bobby, were you for there for the Marcus
0: postgame?
3: Yes, tonight, yeah, yeah. A lot of I'm trust. Seeing,
0: I'm seeing the quote. That was was he like sick tonight?
3: Was he sick? Oh, yeah. that might have been the beginning. Yeah, all of us were uh, still in with Brown at the beginning of Smart's Pressers. So I didn't catch the beginning of it by oh, okay. doing the audio. What was he saying?
0: Um, we got. I'm just reading tweets on Twitter. I got one from um, John Corrella said, Marcus Smart on why he had to leave the floor late in the game. Quote: A little bit, a little bit. Under the weather, I actually had to vomit, so I didn't want to ruin the floor at crypto. So I got my butt in the back.
3: <laughs> oh damn. So, go in the back with the bucket. I guess
0: we got to give Marcus Smart a shout out for uh, a little flu game tonight.
3: We really, if he, <laughs> if he
0: really did leave the game to go throw up and then come back out and finish the game, that's that's pretty badass. There was so. something he ate. <laughs> yeah, could have been, but I don't know. He says he was sick, so I don't know what he's going yeah. to do. Everyone's sick right now, I feel like, but um, could it Marcus Smart. I feel like got athletic greens. Not if you got Athletic Greens. It's a great segue, Bobby, because we do have to shout out our sponsors one more time before we call it a night. Um, so, Athletic Greens, if you go to athleticgreens.com garden, get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Quick little pour the powder into the cup in the morning, down the hatch you go, 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, prebiotics, all those good stuff. That is athleticgreens.com slash garden. And we got our good friends over at Calm. That's com.com slash garden. 40% off a Calm premium subscription. Everything from sleep stories to meditation to music to soundscapes. I'd fire up my app right now, but I don't want to drive you guys crazy. You just get a little rain action. Right yeah, now okay. I'm on rain. Sometimes I'm on crickets. I got a lot of different soundscapes that I go mm-hmm. through. Meditation, if you if you want to get into meditation, that's really good for your health. A little meditation in the morning, start your day off right. So calm.com slash garden, 40% off. That's a legit subscription right there. Great gift, right? Nice little thoughtful gift for Christmas too. If there, you have a loved one who you think could benefit from a little calmness and you don't want to say, hey, you're crazy. This is just sort of a subtle way to say, hey, you're crazy. You should check. And lastly, um, our, our newest sponsor to the show, Rocket, is it, uh, Rocket Money. Thank you. Rocket Money. Rocket um, Money. Rocket Money. Rocket Money.com slash garden. To save hundreds, cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now. I want to make sure that I don't um, – I want to make sure that I nail this one because it is our newer um, subscription. So I'm just going to read this real quick. So it's Rocket Money. Are you guys wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Google account. Joe Sway has got a few – that I'm sure he doesn't want to mention forgets about from time to time. It never Bobby, gets streamed. Bobby, there's this great Bobby, app use, There's this that. great don't app I use that helps me track all my expenses. And because of it, I no longer waste money on my subscriptions I don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. So you want to get rid of those subscriptions with Rocket Money, go to rocketmoney.com slash garden and you can save hundreds of dollars per year. Guys, even if it's $10, even if it's five bucks a month, it might be something that you're just stupidly paying for you don't even know about or that you're sick of and you just haven't had the time to get rid of it. Rocket Money will do it for you. It's not going to, you know, just give it a shot. RocketMoney.com slash garden. It can't hurt to check it out and try it. It might save a couple bucks for the Christmas season here. Um, so we want to thank all of our sponsors. Guys, any clothing, closing thoughts? Bobby, we'll start with you since you are out on the West Coast right now and uh, heading, are you heading back
3: tomorrow? Are you, yep. sticking, are you staying there? Okay. No, I got it. I got the crazy journey tomorrow back east. But uh, this is a great trip. I think they did exactly what they needed to. They won more games than they lost. They saved off the Bucks, who are still right there with them at the top of the east, really putting pressure on them. So if they slipped up in a couple of these games, Bucks would have been pretty much tied with them at the top of the east there. So mm-hmm. it was important that they did that, show that they could win without or free, get him through that COVID stretch, the berth, and he'll be back in pretty – Fresh, I'd assume, after not playing for this long on Friday against the Magic. Could that be Rob's return date, either one of those games? I think that's a spot to put him in there. Uh, But it does seem like he's got to really get his feet under him right now. So I don't know. I'm not putting any more expectations on that. I'm just going to wait and see. What
0: about you, Shad? You got anything for him? Yeah, 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 I mean, the biggest biggest thing is, is
1: just winning, just getting back on track setting the tone for what's going to be a long homestand, hoping to build off of the Lakers win and, and, uh, you know, just remembering who they are. I mean, I, I think that there, there are stretches where they, they kind of lost sight of that. And we've seen them leading up to the West Coast trip, really get back to being a solid, fundamentally strong defensive team who, by the way, was having historic offensive uh, stretch. I think they need to really kind of lean more into what they do best, Lean into that defense a little bit more going forward, and certainly getting Rob back will make that process easier. Because it's their defenses that's really going to, I think, be the foundation for them to get back to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
2: that's the lesson you learn from this trip for the Celtics, right? I mean, yes, we're a great, historically great offensive team. If we're not taking care of business on the defensive of the floor, then we're going we're to lose games, and especially the big ones and the. The marquee matchups, or whether it's the second night of a back-to-back, I mean, they have to put forth the type of effort on the defensive end that establishes themselves as that one of those top-tier, top-tier teams. Are they going to be the same defensive team that they were last year? Maybe, maybe not. But you have to be somewhere in that vicinity because you know that it's they're capable of doing that, right? They're a better team than they were last year, and they have guys that are, that can elevate you know, their, their defensive identity. But Rob obviously has a big part of that. Al, you know, not being in not being in the lineup has has affected them, but I, I think this is a great uh, uh, learning, uh, another teaching moment for the Celtics team to, to bounce back and and uh, just take care of business at home. This this great homestand, this uh, good time to relax, you know, after such a long trip on the road. Of course, gear up you know, inch by inch, gearing up for that, that matchup against the against the Bucks, you know, on on Christmas Day. I mean, that's a that's a big one. You're gonna see where you stand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I think for me, quick, quickly, just a roller coaster trip, but it ended on a good note. I think going out west, it's it's hard to win. It doesn't matter how, quote unquote, good the teams are. I mean, you're traveling, you're away from your home, your family, but it's also a good bonding experience. So hopefully these guys, you know, they obviously, you know, they they learned a lot about themselves on the court, I think in this in this trip because of some of the ups and downs they went through, whether it was Golden State in L.A., uh, but hopefully they had some good time together. And, and I think this team is really close. I think they really do like each other. I think they have some really good people and characters on their team. Um, and hopefully they can come back from this trip and just sort of get a little bit of momentum after that, that nice little, I guess you could say, late fourth quarter overtime comeback and uh, move forward as Josue, as Josue said, a big game coming up in uh, a little bit over a week from now. Um, but they gotta take care of Bears first. They got Magic, they got Indy, and they have Minnesota.
3: Yeah, Indy team so, looking good. Uh, so. Indy's
0: back. Indy's back, baby. They ain't never left. But um, the return of Aaron Nesmith, our good friend Aaron Nesmith, yeah. will
3: make his. Will he get the out. revenge game? We didn't, did Did Dennis Schroeder even get mentioned in this one in this show? <laughs> no, <laughs> no he actually the revenge game for him. He
0: actually didn't. I knew not to mention. The, the, I got two biggest no. Schroeder haters in in the in the in the media world with Joe Sway and Shiraz so I knew not to bring up Sherrod. I don't hate him. I just don't th- I didn't I just think you don't- hate him. Just <laughs> he I just don't think he's that good. Tonight.
1: He he was exactly who I thought he was tonight. Yeah, he he's was exactly he who I thought he was. He didn't make much noise, so he yeah, didn't really garner he had he a Casper the friendly
3: ghost <laughs> kind of game. <laughs> he didn't warrant much. Discussion. That Lakers team man, <laughs> they fight but they kinda stink. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good su- that's a good summary of
0: them yeah they yeah. fight
3: but they do kind of thing
0: it's it's always listen i'll say it, I, we don't need to get into it but I, I i'll love i always love watching lebron i don't care i know that a lot of people he's a very polarizing player but at the end of the day he's one of the greatest players if not the greatest player those windmill
3: dunks were sick
0: and when you whenever you get a game where he's playing well that's just a, it's just fun you know And you yeah. just gotta you gotta enjoy them while they last because unfortunately you wouldn't know it tonight but unfortunately you know we can't watch lebron play forever so um, with that being said, guys, thanks yeah, for hanging out with us. Out. It's a late one. watching
2: him take that out. That's true.
0: Yeah, that dunk. Uh, it's after 2 a.m. here on the East Coast, so we're going to head out. Bobby, I'm sure you got a couple. Where are you going? Uh, Nobu tonight? What's what's going on?
3: We'll see. We'll see where the friends want to go.
0: Oh, okay. I'll, oh. I'll hey. okay. okay. I'll be checking out the Instagram stories. I'll be checking out the
3: Instagram stories. Celtics CONS?
0: That's it. No, I'm going to check out the Bobby Manning Instagram <laughs> story. See, where, see yeah. where he's really at.
2: Bobby's going to go live in a couple
0: of hours. All right, guys. So for Bobby Manning, a Blakely, Blakely, Josue Pavone, I'm Jimmy Toscano. We will see you guys next time. Peace. Out.